Greetings, family. Welcome to 60 Second Entrepreneur, the podcast. I am your host and the family brand educator, LaVette Min, here with you every first and third Saturday from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern. Welcome to episode four. I'm excited about this episode as we will be talking about the business side of the music industry. As I interview Mr. Sed Wines, owner and founder of Beats by Sed, and he's also a Miami, Florida native, my hometown, born and raised. So many people glorify the music industry for what it is based on what we see on the surface, right? But there's a lot, there's many levels to the music industry just like any other business. And I'm excited about the things that I will be talking about today with said, as he will be educating a lot of new up and coming artists that really need to understand how the music industry works and apply a lot of the tips and the tools that he'll be sharing with us today in order to make a name in the industry that is overly saturated. But not just making a name, but being able to rise above the noise and be recognized for putting out good music and just being a good artist known in this industry. So no more about that. Just stick around. We'll be jumping into the interview in a few minutes. But before I start, you know, I have to start off with gratitude. Open up by professing my deepest and my most profound gratitude. So on this day, I am overly thankful for being a sage, a wise person, one that is judicious, Being able to understand that things are the way they are and there is no reason to become who you are not in order to adapt to the way things are. And with that wisdom alone, we can overcome and defeat any and all challenges that come our way. So in that alone, I express my deepest gratitude. Announcements. Announcements. Faceless Shadows the Movie will be premiering this month, guys, August 29th. So again, if you haven't picked up your ticket, head on over to Eventbrite, get your ticket, purchase one for yourself, purchase one for a friend, and meet me at the Landmark Theater on August 29th. Again, that's Faceless Shadows the Movie. Next up, we have Lindsay Bertner's Women Empowerment Conference, Becoming Unstoppable, Unleashing Your Greatness, being held on November 9th. You can visit theunleashedwoman.net for more information and also to score your tickets. Don't forget to use promo code 60SECOND for a $20 discount. All right, now that instrumental that you heard at the beginning of this podcast, Said Wines produced that. So that was just giving you a little sample of his great work. And that was really moving and groovy. I like that beat too. I like that track, Said. But now I would like for you to go ahead and check out Seth's 60-second pitch introducing himself. Check it out. Yo, what's good? It's your man Seth Wise, producer, songwriter, artist, now studio owner, and Ed Nall for One Dynasty Entertainment. How y'all doing out there? Ladies and gentlemen, kings and queens, that was Sad Wines with Beats by Sad. Now I have 
to be honest, I'm really, really excited about this episode um, because we're talking about the music industry. And for many people that don't know, like music is and will always be my first love. You know, back in the day I did my thing. I was known as first lady, but life happened and I didn't, I wasn't able to fulfill my music and my rapping career. But I'm excited to talk about um, another fellow artist, a music artist, but he's also from Miami, Florida. You know, my hometown, born and raised. So I'm really excited to to uh, have this conversation with Sid, and we're really gonna dive deep into the business side of music because many people glorify it and see it for what it is on the surface, but when you're serious about it. There's a whole different business aspect to it that a lot of artists tend to miss and overlook. And said is a businessman. You know, I follow his posts and I see he really handles his business and he takes this music industry serious. So said, thank you yeah, for being yeah. here. Yeah, no problem. Thank, thank you for having me. Thank you for absolutely, having me. Absolutely, absolutely. Now you did introduce yourself via your pitch, but I would like for you to elaborate a little bit more. Who is Said Wines? You know, what what is it that you do, and and how did you end up being in this game of music? Well, I, okay, I'll start it like this. Uh, I've been in, uh, been doing making music since uh, 2005. I started in uh, Savannah, Georgia. Um, I went to the local music store. I think it was like Portman's Music or something like that. And um, and I brought me a Triton like for $600. So I went to the bank account, mm-hmm. got me a, a keyboard Triton because everybody was saying that's the, the standard of making beats on and stuff like that and producing music. And when it got me a Triton and uh, it just started, started practicing and, and, and making making tracks, you know what I'm saying? So my, my journey started in, in, in out there in Savannah, Georgia. So shout out to Savannah, Georgia. Yeah. Definitely, and um, and I saw my brother. Honestly, my brother he went to FAMU. He's a more musician than me, and um, I saw him making beats one day as well. And I said, man, I can, I can, I can do that. And um, and, and he's more musically inclined than I am because he plays the saxophone and everything. And um, and, and pretty much watching, saw him how easy it was him to do it. And I said, you know what, I can, I can do that. But I always felt like I was going to be. Uh, in music, anyway, some form of fashion, because my family is is, is a very very musical family okay. and everything like that. So um, I had a cousin, you know, he used to sing opera. He sung opera for many years, and, and, and my grandmother they played in the church. Oh wow! Yeah, you know, <laughs> right. And, and I got, I got a couple of uh, few cousins that that uh, uh, sing gospel professionally and everything like that. So I always knew that at some point I was going to be involved. With involved in music. I just didn't know what I was going to do. I couldn't sing. <laughs> I can't sing. And, uh, uh, you know, I can't, can't, definitely can't sing like like my, my, my family members, but I knew some form of fashion, I was going to do something. And and, um, and this was the best route I can definitely take to, to, to on my journey in the music industry. That is what's up. That is what's up. So, um, yeah, I mean, I can absolutely somewhat relate to that because when you know growing up in Miami when I first discovered that uh I could rap I wrote this little rap and I was like oh wait a minute this sounds good at the time ghetto twins (laughs) that's who I looked up to so I kind of uh mimicked their style a little bit and um, yeah and I you know ghetto twins Scarface you know that Tupac that was like those were my artists and 
Um, I was I started going to the studio, started writing and getting really, really better at my craft. And like I was serious about it. I really wanted to be a rapper. And I know that I probably would have been. But like I said, you know, life happened and um, I took a, a different turn. So for me, I'm excited because my son, Chi, you know, he's 17 now and he's into music. So I get to kind of vicariously live through through him. So, I, right. yeah, so I definitely follow you when you say that you, you, you know, music was just always there. You knew it was going to be a part of you. And I really commend you for sticking with it because it's not an easy industry. No, this, this, this industry is not easy. And, um, and, and what, what I, what I, I even put out a post the other day on Facebook, you know, it, a lot of people, you know, they quit, you know what I'm saying? Slowing, slowing, slowing down. You know, if you slow down, that's fine. You know, you didn't quit, you didn't stop. But a lot of people, you know, a lot of folks, talented, very, very talented people that I knew and they came up with, they just literally quit because of how hard this music industry is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And honestly, you know, it, it, it's not, it's definitely, it's, it's definitely not for everybody because you know there's a lot of politics going on in the industry and, and stuff yeah. like that. And then, then trying to get, then I said this too, like you know, the, you know, fortunately the music industry it brings unprofessional people because there's really there's no there's no really no no school i mean yeah you go to sae but there's really no like there's no training on how to be professional mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying you know you, you you have to go to a you know another uh you have to go into another another business another industry to, to learn that in the music industry there's there's really no school or no no no, no uh, place where you to learn how to be yeah, professional. true. And so, you know, you saying that, now that I'm really thinking about it, I'm like, they do have a few, um, like, music classes, you know, college classes, but not to the degree of what is really needed to be in the industry or the space that we're in. You know what I mean? When I say we, I mean as far as the state of hip-hop. Um, right. That, that is true. So it's one of those, like you said, so it pulls in all different kinds of people with different mindsets and different motives and different outlooks. And, and that's why, like you said, people quit because it's, it's something that you really have to be built for. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Then, 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 too, lot, then also, too, a lot of people, what I've noticed, too, in, in, uh, a lot of people don't do their research. Yeah. So they, they look at it from they look at it from the outside looking in. They look at it from the glitz and glamour and stuff like that. But they don't they don't really get deep down and 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 and, and do research on it. So by the time they they kind of do research on it or some type of research on it, oh it's too late. They don't need deeper. They don't spend over a fifty to sixty seventy grand on some you know on artists or they started a company and they really didn't grasp well how to how to not not just the business aspect but how to make the money and how to make their money back you know the best back from the business so you know um that's why i came in and said you know what i'm gonna have to dig, dig down and learn the business because I, I i was working on i work with a lot of artists i work yeah. with a lot of artists you know artists when i was back home in miami when i moved back from from savannah to my uh, mm-hmm. back home to miami and i started working with a number of artists i realized that everybody around me didn't mm. know the business so I said, you know what? Let me take the. I said, you know what? Let me find out what the publishing is. Let me find out what you know what royalties are. Let me go ahead and find you know do some research on on uh, 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 you know uh, uh, performance rights royalties and the, the PROs. You know what I'm saying? The BMIs, the ASCAPs, yeah. the CSACs, and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Let me let, you know. Let me find out what 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 
a point is. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, because a lot of kids I was doing music for, they didn't know nothing. You know what I mean? So I said, you know what? I'm gonna have to take the initiative and, and, and be the thinker in, in this and um and 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 learn and learn the business business music business as much as I yes. can. You know what I mean? Yes, because even you know just listening to you when you were talking about. BMI and the CSACs and the PROs, you know, the, the business lingo, the business logistics of it, right? When when my um son and I, you know, we did a song together and it was it was more so uh just we did it to be a part of our brand, but also for me it's legacy because after I'm born, that's something that's gonna always be around for them. You know what I mean? That's how I looked at it. But also that was the first thing I did. Like I made sure that I took care of the business part of it, making sure that the producer who produced our track, making sure that the right contract was in place, making sure that everybody got their cut evenly, making sure we were registered properly, making sure that bank accounts were properly set up. And that is so important. And like you said, so many people miss that. So what I want to do is I just want to really hand it over to you because I'm going to make sure that my son and his friends, because my son is like really he's really into this music thing and I'm not opposed to it because like I said, I rap and his dad rap as well. So it's just natural for him to want to do it too. It's in the blood. So I, I support him, but I always say, I don't want you out there scallywagging. You know, that's, that's the lingo I use. If you're going to approach this, right. you have to be <laughs> business minded all the way around. So people don't just look at you as just another one that's trying to get into the game. So what I would, what I would like for you to do is exactly. just, um, you know, like I said, I'm going to have him and his friends listen to this and share it with, with their folks that's trying to get in this music industry. What are some business um, advice that you can share to um, new artists or these the kids that are really trying to get into this industry and this in this space of, of music? Because, you know, we look at Young Thug and we look at Lil Baby. That's that's not I love Lil Baby. Lil Baby and The Baby, right? We look at them like what? What what are what yeah. are the, the, the secret sauce ingredients that will at least help you to really make a name in this space? Well, I I, I would say this, if they listening now, I would say this. This is this the first thing you need to go get. Go get this book called All You Need to Know About the Music Business. It's by uh Donald uh Pat I think it's Passman. I think I'm pronouncing his name right, Passman. Go get that's like the Bible. And right now they got a new. It, he updates. Uh, he updates every every couple of years because you know the music industry always changed, especially with the streaming and everything like that. So it, it's definitely getting a little bit more confusing. Even even I'm kind of having grips with the with the streaming because um from the old way how how artists used to get paid from the royalties, yeah. standard royalties and stuff like that because of CDs and vinyl. You know, so which vinyl is making a comeback, but with the CDs and vinyl and and, and even the downloads was a little bit understanding. Now with the streaming, where you only get paid, you know what I'm saying, uh, shoot, a tenth of a penny. I don't even know how they even figure that out. A tenth of a, a, tenth of a penny. Yeah, it's like you got to, to make one cent on 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 Spotify. Mm -hmm. To make one cent on Spotify, you got to get like at least like five or six plays. It, it's it's the craziest thing. So I don't know how they yeah. they they figure out, but. Go definitely out, but I would tell any aspiring, you know, uh, upcoming artist that really want to get into this business or producer or, or you want to be an artist manager, whatever. Um, okay. Go get that book. Go spend it. I think it's like twenty. I think it's like twenty. Twenty. It's twenty thirty dollars. Whatever. How much it is, get it. I'm telling you, it, it has any. Just like how the title says, all you need to know about the music business is all you need to know about the music business. <laughs> 
literally, literally, you know what I'm saying? And, and keep that, keep that book. I keep that book in the studio, and I go back to it constantly because I, I, I keep on want to learn it. And every time he comes out with a new version, I go get it. Um, the next thing, you know, the next thing I would say to any young artist um, to do is uh, uh, learn about, you know, because you gotta understand, like. The mindset is you are, you know, believe it or not, yes. you are a small you business. You are literally, you are the brand. Yeah, you, you are the brand and you are the business. You are, yeah. are, are, are you are the business. I would, I, what I would do is I would, I would definitely, um, I would definitely set up a company, either set up a company or set yourself up as a company, whatever your artist name mm-hmm. is. So if you like young, whatever, or young, you should, I, I, I recommend like you have like young yeah. LLC, you know what I'm saying? Or whatever. Okay. Um, but yeah, I would I would say set up a, a company, you know, set up some kind of company, uh, um, and sign yourself to yourself. Yeah, that, that, I, I would definitely do that. Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, then, then the next thing is that, of course, as far as on the artist side, like the artistry, everything like that. Yeah, definitely find you a find you a dope producer, find you a dope graphic guy, find you a dope uh, uh, photographer. You know what I'm saying? And get your, it gets your overall visual and your brand and your, and your, and your brand together because now we, we're dealing the age of you know, information age and people like to see dope stuff. They like now they like you know with the Instagram popping and believe it or not, even when you go out in the in the streets, you know, what I'm saying? people just, just want to see they just want to see something that 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 looks different. They want to see something that's good. So definitely, I would say uh, concentrate on uh, your yeah. visuals. Make sure your visuals mm-hmm. is on point. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to drop. You know, you don't have to drop everything every every second and so you know and, and it definitely gets quality right you know what i'm saying so i would definitely do those things as far as like you know back to the business definitely do that get that book start a company sign up to a pro which is a performance rights organization which is a bmi ascap and csac those those are those those companies collect royalties from uh when you're performing your songs live so if you because Believe it or not, believe popular belief or not, a lot of rappers yeah. don't think of themselves as songwriters. The craziest thing, they don't think of themselves as songwriters. You are a songwriter, and you go up on stage, you perform those songs. It's just that now you categorize, they, they classify you as a performing songwriter because you're performing your own songs. Because when you when you deal with songwriting, it could be one or five people yeah. writing a song on that one particular song, yeah. and you know you got to split those royalties. The good thing about I like about that is that you know. Um, you don't, you know, I don't, I don't have to, I don't nearly have to, as far as the performance, I don't have to, if I have anybody co-wrote to me on my songs or co-produced to me on my song, I don't have to come out of the pocket and pay when the songs get played in, in, in when songs get played in the public. That's what, that's what they collect royalties for. So when you wrote, so when your songs get played on the elevator and, and when you go to Walmart and you hear the music playing, somebody's getting paid for that. When you, when you step on the elevator and hear the music playing, somebody's getting paid for that. When you go out in the street and, and hear you know what I'm saying? Stuff, you know, hear music in the street and a loudspeaker, whatever like that. Somebody's getting paid for that. You know, uh, 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 the songs get played in the clubs. Somebody's getting paid, paid for that. When you go perform the song and, and rap the song at a, at a festival or inside a club or at a uh, whatever. You know what I'm saying? If you're performing that song live anywhere you want to, you, if you wrote that song, you will get paid for it. So I tell artists all the time, Make sure you're, you're, especially if you're performing a lot. If you're performing a lot, make sure you sign up to, to, to PROs and stuff like that. Because also they, they collect they collect royalties from from speak as well. So when your music is synced up to, they, when your music is like uh, uh, placed in a movie or something like that, or placed in a commercial, 
and they get played live, you know what I'm saying, live on TV and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying, you go get money, you go get money for that, you know what I mean, so make sure you, you know, you write your own songs, make sure you sign up to those PROs, you know what I'm saying, and PRO stands for Performance Rights Organization, which is BMI, ASCAP, CSAC, and then there's many others, they got a lot of them overseas and stuff like that, but you definitely want to sign up and sign up to one of them. BMI is free, um, ASCAP you have to pay uh, 50 bucks for and CSAC, you got to be invited. So they're a little, they're a little bit strict on, on, on that with CSAC. But BMI is free. I, 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 I tell you, man, you ain't signed up, no. Yeah, I remember. Go to BMI you, is free. You that up with yesterday, the other day. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. So yeah. I was gonna ask mm-hmm. you which one of those three you recommend. So I mean, you starting out, being it just makes sense to sign up with BMI. Right. Exactly. Um. All of them, all of, well, like I said, CSEC, you got to be invited, so it's a little bit, a little bit difficult. But um, um, with, with ASCAP is fifty bucks. The only mm-hmm. difference with ASCAP I I've seen is oh. that ASCAP just pay a little bit sooner. BMI pays every yeah, BMI pays every quarter, which is every three months. ASCAP pay every two. So that's the only difference. That's the only difference I've seen. You know, okay. to me, that's different from BMI to ASCAP. It doesn't, you know, okay. whatever you want to go now, with, it doesn't matter. Let's talk about. Oh, that was another thing that I, I was so big on and a, and a stickler about copyright. Let's talk about copyright. Let's talk about okay. the importance of copyright in your music. Now, I do know as soon as if it's original material, as soon as you're done writing it, you have all rights to it. Back in our day, you know, back at well, you know, when I was rapping, when we were jits in Miami, I used to do four man copyright, you know, where you mail it back uh-huh. to yourself. Yeah. So let's talk about right. a lot of these different copyright um methods that are out here, the importance of copyright in and why they should really be, you know, have their work registered. Well, I mean, well, so, you know, with the copyright, how's it got with the laws is that as soon as you, as soon as you make whatever you make, uh, writing, mm-hmm. uh, music, whatever, you own the copyright. That's automatic. Even without registering with the, with the U.S. Congress, the Library of Congress, I think, uh, uh, where you got to actually go online, pay the $35 and and then sit in they they uh they library or whatever whatnot. But um but as soon as you make your work, it's already it's copyrighted. As soon as you write that lyric down on that paper or your phone or whatever like that, you own it. The only time that it will that that you would need to copyright it is when somebody actually uses your work without permission and they getting they mm-hmm. they getting paid for it for whatever like that, then you trying to bring it You know what I'm saying? That's the only time that really comes in handy the, the copyright. So I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't tell no artist or anybody, mm-hmm. don't copyright your music, but don't. You know, just go ahead. Now, the good thing about it is that um, it costs like like thirty five, forty five dollars, and um, you can copyright um as many songs as you want at one time. So if you got any songs, you can copyright like 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 twenty. And um, and, and this is the only thing that's tricky with me with the two because there's there's two different ones. You got the, the okay. sound recording, then you got the composition. You know what I'm saying? So these it's a little bit it's a little bit tricky. That's why I'm still trying to get, get a hold of because the, the, the sound recording deals with um I think if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, but if I'm not mistaken, the sound recording deals with like if you're if you're a producer, like if you're a composer and you actually making the music, and then you had you had the, the composition is when the the it's the it's the song. Like the actual master of the, of the song. 
You know what I'm saying? So, um, like, if, like if I produce a song for you, and let's say me and you, you know, we did a song together, yeah. split the publisher 50 50 and everything like that. And uh, now it's time to copyright the song. Now, the only thing is that, you know, since it's your song, you would be the, the actual person who will own the master of the song. Once we get it mixed down and all that, master up and everything, we put it out to the public and everything like that, you will own the, the master of the, of, mm -hmm. uh, of the song. You know what I'm saying? So that's where, that, that's where, honestly, you know, that's where the money, that's where the money's at anyway. It's owning the song. It's not necessarily curating the music. It's owning the music. You know what I'm saying? That's why labels be, that's why labels are, uh, are, Want, they want to own your master's voice in a time because they understand that's where the money that's that's where the money is because they can control all they control all the funds all the revenue what they're saying you know no you can't use it yes we can use it no you can sample it yes we can sample it so when you do copyright so basically when you copyright it you're copywriting the master of the song so whoever is going to put the song out in the public you know what I'm saying uh, that's where you, you own the master own the master so if you're going to do that then yeah I would definitely uh uh I would definitely go ahead and copyright because any because because you got because you got to think about this. Even if you made a song, you made a song today, you put it out tomorrow, and yeah, it might not do big numbers, or whatever like that. Mm -hmm. But let's say what happens twenty years mm -hmm. from now, somebody decides to sample your song. It happens. It, I mean, I sample music. I, I sample music. I sample uh -huh. music all the way back into the forties. And you know, and, and, and right, and then you know, got you know, it's got to keep clear. Of course, that's a that, that's a whole another conversation. Said with sample clearance, but um, but yeah, you know, we sampling, you know, we sampling music that getting played 20, 30 years from now. Even when you know, we sampling artists that we never heard of, artists that that in groups and stuff like that never been, um, 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 never been, uh, never got right. famous or sold any big records, whatever like that. But you know. We have to get. We still have to get it clear, and we have to go get it clear from whoever the copyright holder is. So whoever the copyright holder is, holder is, it might be under. It might be a person, or it might be a company, mm -hmm. which it might be. You know, it could be any any record label. You know what I'm saying? Or any production company, they might own a copyright, copyright to that song, that master recording. You know what I'm saying? So, with that said, you know, yeah, I recommend. You know, if as soon as you create mm -hmm. the song, you already own the song anyway. It's just that when you um. When you, if you're trying to bring up a lawsuit, a lawsuit or whatnot, um, is is you have to, you definitely have to register through the copyrights. Uh, uh, yes. You know, you definitely got to get a register for copyrights. But you got copyright, you know. And it's like 30, 30 it's 45, 35, But like I said, but if you want to do, do it, more than one, it's fifty-five. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, I know it's somewhere around that number. So yeah, I would just, yeah, I would just like every every month, every. I would say every time you drop an album, just going ahead and copyright those songs. How I look at it, you know, I honestly look at it as a small investment. You know, you can just wait until you write so many songs, or like you said, every album, right? Because every one album has at least what eight to ten songs or whatnot, and just copyright it. That's that's like an investment in your business, right? And it and it will yield a positive result. It will even if it's um, day 10 or 10 years later like you say your work just making sure that your work is protected exactly and and you don't know and right and you don't know you just didn't, and, and that's that's why I tell I tell people like man, like in the music industry like you just never know and way things are moving that's you true. never know who's listening to your song who, who mm -hmm. just never know who listens to your song you don't know who's watching you don't know who's 
who's watching you, you know, and then like even if you made that song ten years ago or five years ago and it ain't really do nothing, whatever like that, but another producer, yeah. somebody might hear it and want to sample. Make sure you got but you gotta make sure you have your copyrights to, you know, make sure that, that it's copyrighted and everything like that just in case. You know, yeah, you yes, you you made it, you know, you, you do own it. But like I said, when you if somebody takes your song and they want to and, and yeah. want to uh, bring a lawsuit yeah. against them, you have to get that copy. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, you really really broke it down. So um, I'm sure they re- really will understand the importance now. And again, that's the business side of music. Now let's talk about producers. Let's talk about producers because mm-hmm. that is something that you you preach very very heavy on um, on social media the relationships that you have with producers how you treat your producers and it's and it's so true and it's important because I don't care how far your lyrics are if your if that beat is whack I'm not listening to it you know what I mean the beat the track really truly makes the song so the producer is very very important but you know you guys don't really get the recognition that you deserve. You guys don't really get the treated the way that you really deserve from a business aspect with a lot of these new artists. So let's just talk about the importance of building real relationships with producers and making sure you take care of your producers. Oh yeah, you you always gotta you I always tell producers make sure that the artists take care of you some form of fashion. Ain't necessarily gotta be be, be money exchange or whatever like no funds exchange but make sure you know the artist is taking care of you make sure I'll tell producers I mean tell producers and I do the artist too I say listen I'm always put my name on the track I don't care if you put even if you might not put produced by put beat by but my name has to go somewhere on the put my name when you put it out put my name on the track that's very, very, very important. Yeah, we, you might, I'm, you know, I just, I just did a producer, like my own producer tag, which I have avoided for years, but I just get, got one because I understand it's part of branding. But, um, but yeah, to all my producers, make sure even if you're not getting money up front, mm-hmm. that's, that's let, let's let's go like this: the money, the money that you uh um the money that that you get uh from from these artists um is actually is, is actually upfront money. So basically, if you want to talk about totality of the business, um. That three, four hundred, five month, whatever, how much money you get up front for your you get money for your beats, that's upfront money. Mm. So basically, what it is, that's an advance going against your, going towards your royalties. If you, you know what I'm saying, it says that in that book. What I was, what I was, uh, 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 that I mentioned, all about the music business. So it tells you that. that's an advance. So if 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 an artist or Drake or whoever give you one thousand dollars for the beat, you know what I'm saying, okay. that's just uh, that's just an advance. And that's going to be attacked onto whatever percentage from your royalties, whatever they decide to pay you on, 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 on y'all agreed on the, uh, uh, yeah. the back end. You see what I'm saying? So, um, that's, so that's going to come. So that advance is going to come out your royalties. So basically it works just like the artist. You're not going to get paid your royalties until that, uh, 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 to that advance is recouped. So that, to that thousand dollars, $500, whatever the case may be until that's recouped. Then you know you'll get your you'll you'll get your royalties, but always but still uh, still all in all, artists you definitely you know always you know take definitely take care of your producers you know respect your producers and the best way to definitely take take care of them you know make sure you do it right with them on on a business. Ain't necessarily gotta be 
be funds exchange up front or whatever like that. But make sure you're taking care of them. Make sure you're putting their, putting their names on a, on, on, on a track. When you do interviews, make sure you tell them, say, yo, uh, my producer XYZ did the, did the beat for me. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you make sure you do that because that's that's very important. Yes, we understand that artists are, are the star, which it is. You know, which which they are. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, um, you know, they ain't, there's not too many quote unquote superstar producers out there. It's not a lot. Even when, even back then when Dr. Dre was running around and Timberland and all them, I only named a few. So if you want to name a big superstar producer, like five, four, you know what I'm saying? And, and they became recording artists. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? So you know, they became recording artists. But you know, because honestly, being a producer is really a uh, it's really a job. It's, re- it's really, it's really, it's mm-hmm. really a, a job. You know what I'm saying? You know, the, the back in it, how it goes is, you know, back then the, the, the label would, the label would, would, would get some hire songwriters or get songwriters and write the music, and then they would hire a producer to come in and produce, produce uh, the, the, the record. You know, the, the, the record. Now, of course, that changed in hip hop because it's still, it's still sketchy in hip hop. Now, when you go into other genres like rock and country. And, and classical and stuff like that, you know, you know that that still kind of apply. Yo, I need a, I'm gonna go hire, I'm gonna go hire Sad Wines to come produce mm-hmm. this this rock record with this rock band, or they hire Danger Mouse, which they, he produced a lot of the Black Keys stuff, which is my favorite band. But um, but um, and hip hop is 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 it's a it's a very it's a great area. It's a very it's a great area because normally we just sending out you no know, nine out of ten yeah. we're not in the studio with the artists. Nine out of ten, we're not especially if the artists live in Memphis or the artists live in California or New York. You know, we're not in the studio okay. with the artists. And technically, if you want to, really, if you really want to break it down, technically, we're not producing the record. Oh, technically, we're not. We produce the, the track, but we're not producing the song. We, we, you know, once I see you, you know, when I see you the email, when I see you email of the beat, yes, I produce the, the beat. We'll, you know, and we'll get credit for producing the beat, but technically, we're oh, not producing okay. that. We didn't produce that song because we're not because we're not telling the artist. No, it don't sound like that. No, no. Look here, look here, bro. Yeah. No, you got. You see what I'm saying? Like P Diddy, P Diddy do like like rock produce. Rock, a lot of rock producers does that. You know what I'm saying? A lot of rock producers um, don't don't play the instruments. Hell, you got some of them that don't even they don't even mix the record. But they just know they just have a great ear and they just know how they just they got their own engineer. They might have their own little team. They might have their own engineer. They might have another guy, the guy, whatever. And they just they just know they got to hear how they how to get that sound right and stuff like that. Like Khaled, yeah. Khaled don't 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 play anything, but he do grab the beat and produce the record because he want he knows how it should sound. You see what I'm saying? Even though he still get credit to the producers that. To the, to the to the producers or quote unquote beat makers that made the beat actual beats on the album, but he still produces a record. I think he's smart because he ain't got to he can put out mm-hmm. an album. He ain't got to make now. He ain't got to make no music. And still yeah. get royalties on top of that. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Thing. You know what I'm saying? So he to yeah. me, I think Khaled is, yeah. is, is fucking smart. You know what I mean? Because I like I ain't got to make the record. All I got to do is get the get the dopest artists in the game. I go get Chris Brown, Future, and 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 Kendrick Lamar, whoever, and put them on a put them on one song. I have so-and-so, Sony Disney make a beat, 
and then give me the beat. I'm gonna tell him how to how to come on the record. I'm gonna still produce the record. I still get Sony Digital his cut, and I produce the record. And guess what? It's my my album, and I'm gonna get royalties off of it. And I right. ain't make not one of them. <laughs> no, a stroke of genius <laughs> for real. <laughs> I'm listening to you break it down. I never even looked at it like that. And I'm listening to you, I'm like, yeah, that is smart. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's smart. Like, like that's that's very smart. And and he put Mm -hmm. out an album based off his name. Now, based off of who he is. And he ain't make not one. He ain't like he ain't literally make not one record. Yeah, he involved in making the record process because he's still right. in the studio with the artist and still producing. Cool. And that, and, that, and 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 I respect him for that. You know what I'm saying? But as far as like sitting down and actually playing the keys on the record or beating on the drum machine wow. and stuff like that, he don't do wow. that. Wow. Now he wow. don't. Wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah, but so yeah, you know, artists. That I, I would you know. Just make sure that the best way, the best way to you to take care of your producer is that make sure that you, you, you put the name somewhere on the song. Cause that's that's very important. That's that's more important than getting, you know, two, three hundred dollars from me. Because that because if, if that if that song become if you if you push that song and song becomes popular, guess what? Everybody's gonna wanna come in um and get beats from that producer. Make you know what I'm saying, and they they gonna start throwing money at them and stuff like that. Yo, and publishing deals will start coming and everything like that because they now they know. Oh, okay. Uh, so and so X Y Z made you know produced by X Y Z. He made the beat or she made and everything like that. Dang, no, that's a big old hit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And, you know, like like look at look at the producer that made. Old, I don't even know what the, the name of the. I don't even know the name of the producer that made Old Town Road. My name would be like if I had it my way. My name would have been all, all you know, all right. That, that, no, that, yeah, that's you know true. Because like, they did, would, yeah, yeah, that's true. My name, my name would have been because because I know I, from my understanding they that they downloaded like uh, Little Nas X downloaded mm-hmm. the beat from from a, from a site. He downloaded the beat from a website. I don't want to give him no no shine, but they're a really good site though. Because I got beat from it too. But they um they he downloaded beats from there. He paid, and of course he's he, paid a small amount, like twenty dollars or something like that for it. Yeah. Yeah, he he licensed yeah. the beat for, for thirty for thirty bucks. He licensed the beat for thirty bucks. And um and yeah. and man and yeah. the song just the song end up end up taking end up taking off. He got the deal with Lotta Nas X got the deal with Columbia and that really what, what really what did it you know, once once the because because it was already buzzing already but once he got the deal with Columbia and Columbia just took it from there and, and skyrocketed and you see what happened now but like I said I don't even know you know I don't I, till this yeah, day I mean, I it hasn't it wasn't day, like publicly announced so. you know like you said it's important to get you know have your name out there because you know when Zaytoven is on the beat know when Quay is on the beat. Exactly. You know, you know. They they make it known. So it's like that's important as far as the branding to really get you out there. Put you out there even more, yeah. Right. And and so is that that's definitely important. So producers you know or you know artists take it man, make sure y'all put put their name on that beat. That's that's the best that's the best best way of yeah. uh, of of uh, taking care of your producer, you know. And, uh, but, and, and buy me some lunch sometimes. Y'all be in the studio all <laughs> day, like, all night. <laughs> um, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Man, and, it, and some some of us, some some producers are engineers as well, and then some they sit with the engineer. You know, it, it's 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 a lot of it's a lot of work. You know, trying to trying to get the to get the sound right. You know what I'm saying? But you know, it, it's it's work on both sides from artists too, because even even when I when I came out with my first album, you know, recording and everything like that, my first solo album, and and I'm sitting there like writing the album. And I'm like, man, how can I, you know, like just think of stuff to write. So I recommend a lot of you songwriters, you know what I'm saying? Especially, you know, you, you a rapper and everything. I, rec- I, I My hats go off to y'all because some of y'all can, y'all can sit there and listen to a beat and come up with a 16 and the yeah. whole song right there in less than 10 minutes. I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it take me three days. I ain't gonna take no <laughs> It take me three. I ain't gonna tell you no lie. I don't like to say no lie, man. Y'all, 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 listen to the beat. Man, I got some already. Like, already? Yeah. And then y'all, I see. I be seeing y'all over there writing. All right, say it already. Already? Yeah. <laughs> then you get in there and then, then kill it and then do a good job. I'm saying, I'm like, man, it take me three days. Yeah. Yep. My head's go to y'all's yep. song. All right, so we are getting ready to to wrap up. Oh my God, this this was amazing. But before before we end it, and before I pass it back over to you, what I would like for you to do is, can you tell us and those that are listening that are wanting to or you know on that path of becoming artists in this industry, what are three main elements that an artist must have in order for them to really make it? in the industry now like we said like you said at the beginning it's not for everybody right but what i also believe in is when you refuse to lose you'll always win right in 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 the midst of that that grind what are three key elements that all artists you feel like all artists really should possess if they even want a chance in this industry Oh man, um, consistent. Yeah. Consistent. You got to be consistent. Mm-hmm. So you got consistency, consistent. Um, work hard. You know, you know, ethic. Your work ethic. Like your work ethic got, got to be on point, especially in the industry. You got to keep working. You know what I mean? And um, and I would say that's the third one. That's I would a say big one. That's a big be one patient. because you know we be we patient. we're now in the times of, of social media, which gives us that instant gratification. So we want things right away, right? But um, but what they don't mm-hmm. understand is it takes time. It takes time. Over time, you have to keep working at your craft. You have to keep getting better. And in order for you, like you said, that's why people, a lot of people end up quitting because it's a lot of hard work and they don't really want to stick it out and see it through. That patience, that, yes, I, that's my word, patience, really, really being patience. And I believe in energy buildup. I believe in everything that we do every day, every day, because whatever we focus our attention on, it expands, right? So, Every day, just doing something, writing a song, right, or, or right. looking, looking, even looking for shows. That's energy that you're pushing behind your brand, and it may take two to three to five years of energy buildup. But once you blow, then that's when you'll have everybody looking at you like, "Wow, you blew up overnight!" And you're like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, this is a ten-year grind." In your mm-hmm. grind, Ross, yeah. like Ross is wow. a perfect example. Was Twelve years, yes. wow. 12, 12, Ross was grinding for was grinding for twelve years, and 
he 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 kept working. Kept, he just kept working, kept building, kept going through the BS and all that. You know what I'm saying? And he kept working. By the time he hit like 31, 32, Hustler came out was the biggest single in the world. Yeah. And he man, he, and he ain't stopped since. So that I, I I use Ross as a perfect example because it's true. You know what I'm saying? It, it's true. I, I remember. I remember. You know. I remember Ross when I was in high school. Uh-huh. I remember seeing Ross. He had a. He had me a mixtape. You know what I'm saying? And and he was. He was passing out his mixtapes up at uh uh uh. Not. A, it wasn't the Carroll City. It was um. Oh my God! Not the flea market. Liberty Mart. It was Liberty Mart at the time. Off of off of uh, 79 and 27. And um and I was there buying some shoes and I saw this big old dude. He had no beard at the time. He had a jersey on. Whatever. Past the CDs. Whatever. And he had me a CD. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was called a Freestyle Chronicle. I never forget it. And he, he was he was freestyling on on uh, uh he was freestyling on industry beats. You know what I'm saying? So 12 years later, I'm in Savannah, and I'm like, dude, sound familiar? What's, they sound real. Rick Ross showing up. I had to go back and look yeah. at my CD, and I still had that CD. Wow. And that was me. So, hey, 12 years. Yeah, Ross 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 was a perfect example of. Never stop. Don't he be consistent? He worked hard and he was patient. All, three. all three. So yeah, get all three of those. That's true. I don't see how you can lose. Thank you so much. Why don't you tell everyone how they can find you? No doubt. Um, you can find me on my official website. That's um, beatsbysaid.com. That's uh, www.beatsbysaid.com. You can find me on social media all social media uh, uh, platforms as Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at uh, Beast by Said. Now, you want to reach me personally, then you can go I am Said Wine. That's I am C-E-D-W-I-N-E-Z. On Instagram, it's the same thing, but it's underscore O-D-E. All right, all right. Any last words? You have any events or anything you would like to announce? Any last words before we go? Um... Last night at the dojo, me and Hell's Year, artist from Brooklyn, he's down here in Atlanta. We have I produced a whole album with him, and uh, we have an album that's coming out uh, September 9th of this year. So make sure y'all look out for that. Uh, my partner Yoda down in Miami, he has an album already out, we'll do 16 tracks on that. It's called Day. Uh, we broke it down called Don't Assume Demand Everything. So y'all definitely go get that and do some numbers on Spotify. And um, also, I'm starting my, I'm gonna have a subscription service. Uh, uh, soon on my website, real soon. So make sure y'all head over to the website and keep updated on to the ma- uh, mailing list. Or you can go download my mobile app in all uh, uh, the stores. There's Google Play. You got an iPhone or iTunes, the Apple Store, or you use Amazon. You know what I'm saying? It's in Amazon as well. Peace by Sid. Make sure you look out for that. Again, right? said thank you so much, and I wish you continued success on your journey in this music industry. Absolutely, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Peace. Again, that was Said Wines with Beats by Said. So please make sure you support him and his brand by connecting with him on Facebook and Instagram. All right, the book recommendation for this show on today is The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. This is a really great book for novice entrepreneurs 
those of you that are thinking about launching your businesses, and for those of you that are within your startup phase, within the first 12 months of launching your businesses. The E-Myth talks about the different roles that are played as an entrepreneur, as it also expounds on how we don't have all of the knowledge and the technical skills to carry out and fulfill every role. So acting as the CEO by working on your business instead of in your business and delegating some of those tasks and roles to qualifying individuals by bringing them in and helping you to grow and expand your brand. So again, it's a really good read. That is The myth by Michael Gerber. All right, it's that time. We're coming to an end. Uh, I hope you guys thoroughly enjoyed this show. But most importantly, I hope that your spirit was fueled as mine was. Music is near and dear to my heart. So anytime I can engage in a conversation around music, it's a party. (laughs) Now, if you are interested in being on an episode of the 60 Second Entrepreneur Podcast, please feel free to send me an email. The email address is 60secondpreneur at gmail.com. I would love to have you on the show as we dive into some great conversations and learn from each other while supporting each other. So again, my email is 60secondpreneur at gmail.com. I'll see you all next time. Remember, we stream live right here in the 60 Second Entrepreneur Group every first and third Saturday from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern. But episodes can also be found on other platforms such as Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, and Overcast. Until next time, peace, family.